Hello everyone, welcome to the monologue again. This is the second episode, um, not like I said, I'm going to eventually stop calling it episodes. I just don't like that statement for the terms, I don't even like to think of it that way. So, last time we were talking about money um, and how things are getting bad. The US dollar is not trustworthy and that we need to start thinking about potentially operating in a world where the US dollar is not king. Or, even worse, the U.S. dollar is no longer in existence and the U.S. Federal Reserve is now trying to tell us we need to have digital currencies and all this other garbage. Um, so we've got to learn to operate outside that. So this is the, the episode, like this is probably one of those episodes that won't be monetized. Most of these episodes will not be monetized because I'm not going to be asking YouTube for finances um, or ad revenue. I just don't care about them. Um, to me, they are not um, worth my time nor my effort, which is why I depend on you, the listener and the viewers, to support us on, Patriot, uh, on Patreon or local. Um, and I will be on both of those, and I will be providing some subtext to some of these things that we do talk about. And one of the things I was talking thinking about today is COVID, okay? Oh no, he's doing it again! Oh yes, I am. <laughs> Uh, YouTube, don't get your panties in a wad. Um, but let me just go ahead. And the reason I, yes, I did say that, that was offensive. How dare you say that about Susan Nowitzki? Wait a minute. Uh, you can tell I don't have a love for YouTube at all. And if they kick this video off, I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to complain. I'm putting it on I'm putting it on Rumble, too. Sorry, YouTube and Rumble. Rumble's not going to censor me. YouTube might. Um, so if you guys don't find it here, you're going to find it there, but let's go ahead and get into this because people have, you know, I got kicked off, um, YouTube a while back because I started talking about COVID. Now people have calmed down about it. Thankfully, they're not actually like a bunch of morons. Actually, they still are. Some of them are anyway. Uh, in fact, I just read a horrible story where a woman was actually killed over a, a mask. She was killed because she didn't want to wear it. That is horrendous. It is evil. It is wrong. But I can tell you that. It's okay. Whatever. Here's the thing. What do we do about it? Well, if you're like my friend, he, he went and got vaccinated. Now, he's doing all right. Unfortunately, I've also had anecdotal evidence from other people that it didn't do all right with. Some of them got sick. Um, they tell you that a vaccine is, what's the statement nowadays? Vaccines don't really inoculate you. They don't really make you immune to getting viruses and illnesses and stuff like that. You know, the last time I checked, if I went and got my flu shot, I was not going to get flu season. I was not going to have the flu that season. If I went and got a uh, rubella or measles or polio vaccine, I wasn't going to get polio or measles or rubella. I wasn't going to get any of those diseases. And yet they want to tell you that the COVID vaccine works. Yeah, go get COVID vaccines because COVID vaccines will protect you until it doesn't. And you may go to the hospital, you may get sick, but you're still immune. Uh, something about this is all fishy. I'm not quite sure what it is. I know exactly what it is. 
That's the problem. I know what it is. And I got in trouble for it back because it was all starting and the big business was all firing up. Big Pharma was all in. But I know what it is. I know why you're getting sick. COVID vaccines, at least the way they're built, are, are a form of gene therapy. Now, what is gene therapy exactly? Gene therapy means that you inject yourself with a uh, virus or bacterium or blood that has been altered genetically so that when it reproduces or creates new forms of itself, it changes the underlying system. In this particular case, the last time, the last COVID vaccine I saw, and I got to see a lot of these scientific papers, was this. They deactivated your T8 cells in your white blood cell count. And what does that mean? Well, people are like, what is T8? What does all that mean? That's science speak, basically, is what it is. And it's basically, I'll, just, I'll put it in layman terms. It means that your white blood cells can no longer detect if you get COVID-19 of this strain. Now, that was the last strain I know about. It was the last thing I learned was about Omicron, and they were talking about it, and they were coming out with a vaccine, and people who were taking them were either having horrible, adverse reactions, having blood clots, heart problems, or worse, and ended up in the morgue. Um, and they weren't coming out and being very truthful about it, as people were still getting sick after getting the vaccine. Well, the last time we've checked, vaccines were supposed to make you immune. The CDC had to reclassify the definition of vaccine to fit whatever narrative Fauci was pushing. So what is going on? Why did that happen? What was, Why did my friend get sick? And thank God my other friend isn't sick. He took it. He has asthma. So, you know, COVID for him would usually knock him out. But he said he still got COVID and he made him feel pretty bad. But it could have been worse. Okay. Well, let me go ahead and... Uh, question of the, the, the appropriate narrative. Like I said, this is going on Rumble. And yes, I will put it on YouTube, but I will not be surprised if YouTube takes it down or demands that I delete it or some other garbage like that. Um, the reality is you can take the vaccine if you want to. That is your choice. That is your conscious decision. Let your conscience tell you whether you should or should not take the vaccine. As you just noticed, YouTube, I'm not saying you shouldn't, and I'm not saying you should. I'm just telling you how it works. What it does is it deactivates your, your white blood cells so you can't detect COVID. So when you do get it, your symptoms are mild. Instead of actually getting your system to fight it and learn how to actually handle it, instead of doing that, which is how we got rid of smallpox, They've opted instead to tr trick your system into recognizing, hey, COVID might be friendly. Let it buy. Wow. That's kind of a head doozy, isn't it? Now, it's only fair that I represent both sides. So you can take a bunch of uh, vaccines that don't work or only give you inoculation for about six months. And go get another, and another, and another, and another, and another, and another. It keeps it like a, ro a rotating uh, printing press. Just stamping out more vaccines. Paying pharma lots of money. Or, you can start using your head. Treat it like a cold. 
Well, that's actually supporting Big Pharma. Uh, you're supporting Big Pharma. No, no, no. Just think about it for a second. What do you do when you get sick, when you get a cold? What do you do? Do that. Treat it like it's the flu. <coughs> How hard is that? Just treat it like a flu. Now, why am I telling you this? If, if you know, somebody says, well, why don't you give us solutions? Well, I could tell you that uh, lyric acid, monolyric acid, is the cure for COVID, but then, of course, the FDA would come out and say it's not a cure. Okay, whatever. Why is Taiwan and Singapore using it in the most severe cases? Why are they pumping intravenous monolyric acid into the veins of people who are sick with COVID-19 in their hospital beds with the most severe forms of it? Why are they pumping them full of that stuff? If it doesn't work. If it's but the hooey fooey. Yet we have news reports of that. We know about it. What's the deal? What's the big what's the big play here? Well, the last time I checked, FDA doesn't really work for you, nor does the C D C. It works for whatever the government says to do. They don't care about you. They never have. They care about the bottom dollar, which is whatever the U.S. government says it is. I know that's hard to hear, but that's the reality that we live in. So, let me get out of the conspiracy bag just for a little bit, and let's start talking about what monolyric acid is, okay? Monolyric acid is a component of coconut oil. Now, coconut oil, for a long time, up until the 1970s, was actually used in our popcorn food. But then the whole study that saturated fat causes heart attack came out. Yeah, we now know that's not the case. We now will have learned better. In fact, they even told us, don't eat butter, it's loaded with trans fat. Here, have margarine instead. And margarine turned out to be more harmful for arteries so much so that they've actually reversed course and said, no, eat more butter. Well, what is it? Margarine or butter? Pick one. Just like the whole food pyramid thing. The food pyramid was put out by the USDA. Well, what's the USDA stand for? U.S. Department of Agriculture. They wanted you to buy more food. Don't tell them to eat more beef. Tell them to eat more plants. I'm wondering why my colon's backing up so bad. Eating too many, eating too much uh, wheat and bran and all that other stuff. Heck, I don't even eat beef really, except when I do, I feel better. Now, having said all that, what is monolyric acid? Why is it important? What, what, why are the Asian countries that have very low incident rates? Not, I'm not talking China. How are they freaking taking a beating from COVID right now? Getting slapped sideways. Probably because you locked everybody down and nobody had natural born immunity. Um, but they're getting hammered right now in China. Air quality in China is so bad anyway, so just getting COVID kind of compounds the problem. But why is monolyric acid important? Why are they using it in, in hospital beds? especially with people with severe cases of, of the coronavirus. Well, 
What is monoleuc acid? Monoleuc acid is a medium-chain triglyceride. Now, medium-chain triglycerides, for most people who don't speak science, is a fat. It's a type of fat that your body produces, or rather, that takes in. You're, you get three types. You got your short chain, which goes up to C6. Then you got your medium chain, which I think go up to C18. And then everything thereafter is thereby long chain, which is what most fats, animal fats, are made out of. Now, the medium chain, the particular one that I'm talking about, is C12. That's monoleuric acid. C12 is used by the cells to create membranes. Now, here's the thing. C12 versus C14, C16, C18, or even further on, uh, is easier to manipulate than the other one. And here's what happens when a virus decides it wants to replicate. We go through what's a process called mitosis. So that's the splitting of the cells. What it does is it looks around and tries to gather the building blocks it requires, and basically what it needs is fat for its membrane. Now, it will typically go for a stable fat. What do I mean by stable fat? Well, I mean something that's fairly higher up on the chain, number of chains. So the number of carbon chains are higher up, so it goes 14, 16, 18, etc. But it finds C12 particularly tantalizing, easier to work with, whatever have you, easier to play with. So it attaches itself when there's C12 in the body, it will attach itself to that instead of, say, C18 or some of the other more complex fats. Here's why. When it does that, it causes a problem. The, the plant will have built itself, it has shielded itself, now it's ready to start going through mitosis, and here's what happens. As it starts to, the membrane, the C12, breaks apart. Why? Because it can't be stretched that far. And as a result, the membrane cracks open, and all the inner contents of that virus spill out. And when it happens, the virus dies. It stops viral replication. That's what C12 does. That's why it's very, that's why it's being used in hospitals. Monoleuric acid is being used in hospitals because viruses and bacterium of certain kinds. Um, there's a wonderful book called The Coconut Oil Miracle. And it talks about a lot of the viruses that it, it deals with. And one of those you'll notice is SARS. I know this because I did the fe I tried to do a paper on it uh, for biology when I was in college. I was trying to understand it, and I realized that there was a potential treatment, but it's not popular. It's not, uh, it doesn't cost a lot of money in R&D. It doesn't benefit big pharma. It's a low-tech solution to a high problem, a high-tech problem. That's really what it is. It's like taking, hey, I don't need to go get this whole thing fixed. All I need is some duct tape. I'm not going to go re-upholstery my whole chair if I got a little tear, but I can just take a little bit of Louisiana chrome and put it on there. That's all. And that's what monoleuric acid is. It's a low-tech solution to a high-tech problem. It takes this high-tech problem, which they want to make more viruses and more antiviral and stuff like that, and say, hey, we're going to give you this. Oh, by the way, it's going to make you sick. Um, or you can take this thing you can get a store for dirt cheap. 
Good choice. At the hospital, Monoluca acid is fairly easy to produce, very easy to get, and fairly cheap. Doesn't really require a big pharma to get it. The big pharma wouldn't let you have it anyway, because that's their bottom dollar. They want more money out of it. So, monoluc acid, the way it works is it weakens the, the membranes of viruses and bacteria of certain kinds, and it causes them to spill out their innards. One of those kinds is SARS. Wow. Talk about conspiratorial. No, it's just simple facts. I had to do a thesis paper for biology. I could try to go find my book and give you a copy of the book. In fact, I probably will in the next video show you the book. But the reason I suggested it was because you're getting sick. Everybody's going to get sick at some point. I got COVID. And people, if you could hear it in my voice, you probably can. I don't know. It's cedar season for me. I am allergic to cedar. Almost anaphylactic. So, I have to drink a lot of water. Which apparently I'm supposed to. Um, but I also suffered from COVID. Um, back, I think, it was last year or the year before, I got COVID. And it turned out it was the primordial strain. I got the, young, I got the, I got the first one. Not, I got the real one, the one that really kills you. So they always told us. I was sick for, for a month and had pneumonia. And you know what? If I had died of pneumonia, you know what they would have classified my death as? This is a COVID death. They wouldn't have, they wouldn't have acknowledged the fact I got pneumonia. Why did I get pneumonia? Because I wasn't moving around when I got sick with COVID. I stopped moving. I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to go do stuff. I didn't want to. I just wanted to sit in the chair and do nothing. <coughs> now, I got a permanent cough for my trouble. Actually, no, that's not true because the permanent cough is actually because I have a paralyzed vocal cord on my left side that I can feel in my throat at all times. It feels like a, a little lump right here, and it can make me cough a lot. Or have a noisy breath or whatever you call it. And that's not curable. That, I could undergo surgery, but it wouldn't be worth it. Um, it was offered back then, but I decided against it. Now, here is something I've kind of been mulling over. As we read news like this woman who got killed because she wasn't wearing a mask, I have to ask how many of us really care about the mask. If you truly, truly believe that a person standing nine feet from you, six feet from you, who doesn't have a face covering is somehow inherent danger to you, then do you kiss your own children at night? Do you even, do you kiss your husband at night or your wife at night? How deranged must you become to say, you're not wearing a mask. I'm going to shoot you. People, you're going to get sick from anybody and everybody in, that, in those statements. Stop worrying about it. I'm going to, I'm telling you, if your conscience says, go get the shot, go get the shot. 
If your conscience says don't get the shot, then don't get the shot. If your conscience says I should take vitamin C and take zinc, then do those things. There's nothing wrong with it. But everybody can tell you, oh, you must take the vaccine because it's the only cure for COVID. Wait a minute. Cure or treatment? Ah, don't say that. Whatever. Just let's be honest about this. The vaccine isn't really a vaccine. It's gene therapy. If your conscience says take it, take it. If you don't, don't. Leave it at that. Now stop telling us to wear masks. Take that shit off. I would like to see a human smile for a change. Thankfully, I live outside. I live way out in the boondock. So when I do see humans, most of the time they're not wearing masks. They're enjoying life. They're breathing right, and they're smiling. If you smile at them first, but. You know what? That's the cost of a human smile. It makes everybody feel better and it's free to give. Go ahead. Just smile at the next person you see. And don't be like one of those. Those are kind of the weird ones. You see people that smile so bad. And you're like, ah, I can tell you didn't brush your teeth this morning. What? You know, you got a little teeth right there. And then grandma takes it out and looks at it. Yeah, that's my grandma for you. Or she laughs so hard, the teeth pop out. And once again, that's another another example of people with dentures having fun. Don't blow out the cake. <laughs> but I bring this to you because I want people to realize that there's a solution. We can do this. We can have solutions. We can solve problems. Now, I'm going to give you another... Now, this is the short segment. The, the long segments are going to be on Rumble um, because I want, I kind of want to avoid YouTube harping on me so much and attacking me. Um, so, you know, they can do whatever they want, but the reality is, is that we're fighting a cultural battle. The cultural battle is what's really going on. So I'm going to say some things that are going to be very uh, counterculture, you know, um, and upsetting for Susan Zawicki. But this, that, that earlier statement, don't get your candies in the wad, is, is offensive. Uh, you know, that just basically meant just don't get all uppity about one little thing, but chill out, people. Calm down. I know that's hard. I know it's difficult. Especially with the cultural war going on and everything else going on. But we can solve these problems. We can take it one by one and, and figure out the solutions. We don't have to be a doomsday glare, uh, you know, or a doom and gloom expert or a, a catastrophist. Yes, apocalypse may be nigh. The end may be nigh. And you know what? Okay, great. Jesus, get me out of here. <laughs> but until then, until that hour, until that day, until that moment, Let's start solving problems. Let's stop making problems. Let's stop making problems. Let's start solving them. The last episode, I talked to you about the uh, importance of having a secondary currency, a competing currency made of gold, and having a secondary economy. They call it the black market economy. Call it whatever you want. I don't care. 
the fact is, you either learn to barter and you learn to make friends, you start start putting away your phones and start doing right things, and maybe this country might be able to weather a few storms more, a few more storms. But if we do nothing, we have only ourselves to blame for it. What comes to a point in my conversations that I'm going to discuss, uh, I can discuss here a little bit. I'm going to give you a little bit of flavor, but then after I'm going to switch over to Rumble. But here's what I'm going to say. In order for evil to triumph in this world, the good must do nothing. We are full of apathy. We are full of neurotic. God help us if we end up nihilistic too. Or fatalistic. I've even come across that. I tell you now. We have got to stop being apathetic. We have got to stop being neurotic. We have stopped, We have got to stop being fatalist. When people, when I have a church member who tells me, uh, God got this. Yes. Okay. But what's your responsibility between now and then? What's the responsibility? God got this. Okay. You got to be, you're going to take your hands off the wheel and let the car crash? You know, you know that joke where, uh, what was it, Shania Twain's story of Jesus takes the wheel but Grandma crashed her car because she listened to it and did it? Don't do it! That's a joke, but I mean, it, but it was a, it's a true statement because that's what the church wants to do. That's what people are trying to do. They're trying to take their hand and their responsibility off the wheel. They don't want to feel responsible for the nightmare that they're making. That's the problem. You have a solution. Do it. You have an answer. Do it. You have a way to deal with this. Then deal with it. God got, but then they say, well, God got this. God got this. Okay. We know that. Now, what's your responsibility? Between now and, his, and, and Jesus returning from heaven to say, hey, come on. We're out of here. Until that moment, what's your responsibility? Are you going to are you going to be a a healer, a problem solver, a fixer, or are you gonna make more problems? You're gonna complain more, you're gonna whine more, you're gonna That's the problem with the doomsayers. And the people who say the end is nigh, the end is nigh. Fine. What are you going to do between the time you're out of here, whether you're dead because you've been killed or whatever, or you died, you had a heart attack, or whatever have you, or Jesus said come back and pluck you from the earth, what's your responsibility? And yes, people, don't get offended because I'm a Christian. Don't be offended by that. You don't have to agree with me. You can be like my friend who's an atheist. He's an atheist. I'm a Christian. I love him just as much as like Baker, my little brother. We may disagree vehemently uh, over uh, whether God exists or not, and you know what? That's fine. But I will still be, you know, if he comes to me hungry, I'm still going to feed him. If he comes to me thirsty, I'm going to give him something to drink. Because of something to drink, I need something to drink myself. But that's the, the catch, ladies and gentlemen, is... Can I agree to disagree with a brother, or a, not a brother, but a friend, 
still call him a friend and not get so uptight about my religious views. I believe that Jesus will one day return. I believe it may be soon. But between now and then, what's my responsibility? Don't tell me God's in control and then take your hand off the wheel. No, you hold that wheel with a death grip and you wait. And you keep going forward. And you move one step, one day, one hour at a time. That's how you overcome things. That's how you overcome addictions. I know. I've been there. And I can talk about my addictions in time, in, in the, in the uh, hours to come. But I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, that we can solve this. We can do this. But we have to take everything one step at a time. You know, when... God gives us the ability to, to think our ways out of problems just as much as we think our ways into them. And so let's bring it to a closer here. Let's actually start solving problems. Now, unfortunately, because I went on this little rant and this tangent, I can no longer recall what I was discussing beforehand. about. I, mean, I remember talking about COVID and then I got into this tangent about doom and gloom. And what I want to say is this. My solution to you is this. If you're, if you're a COVID-19 uh, vaccine supporter, go get the vaccine. Go. Go get it. If you put it, if you want your, if that's where your faith is, go get it. If you're not, then live without it and live at peace with those who say otherwise. I'm not going to get a vaccine. I mean, I've already had COVID. And it was it was rough. It sucked. I'm alive. I'm still breathing. Somebody said, well, you can get it again. You can get it again. Okay, well, you know what? I don't care anymore. According to the people who made the vaccine, they tell me, hey, <coughs> get the vaccine. You will get sick. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Tell me what the cost-benefit analysis of this vaccine is. I get the vaccine, and then when I get sick, my symptoms are less. But I'm still getting sick. Yeah, and you might still be hospitalized. Oh, and you might die. Well, that doesn't sound like a good cost-benefit. In terms of business, that's called a cost-benefit analysis, and it's not very good. So I'm not going to take the vaccine. Because I look at it, and the cost-benefit, it costs more money, then I get a benefit out of it. Now, <coughs> I do have to drink a lot of water. <laughs> and I actually haven't even, you know, I probably should review these videos to see how this all sounds, but I'm not going to because one of the, one of my business models and what I want to do is to give you a honest, unedited, unfiltered show or monologue of here's the problem, let's solve it, here's how we're going to fix it, etc. Now, I do want to get into a little bit of business. Um, there are a lot of you, if you're like the old me, you have a lot of debt. You don't know how to get out of it. So, I'm going to give you some I'm going to give you a person's name, and I want you all to find him and listen to him. He does talk about it. But at the same time, 
I, I can give you kind of an overview of what I would do in your situation. Now, the first person's name is, that I'm going to give you is Dave Ramsey's. Now, Dave Ramsey's is a man who went bankrupt in his 20s. He got a lot of debt. I've been there. I know what it's like. I lived on debt for a while and broke my financial back, by the way, just like he did. He went in his 20s. I went in my 20s. Um, he was in real estate, and I was in cars. Oddly enough, I was trying to do a car rental company. It didn't work out very well. But lo and behold, after paying off all my debt, um, I realized I didn't want to be in debt anymore. So I tried to do my best to not get in debt or be beholden to anybody. Dave Ramsey's has been pushing the same thing. Now, if you are like me, if were like me, the old me used to work, you know, for a minimum wage job. Here's what I would do. Put away your card. Get off the card. The debit card. The, med- the, the card. Just put it all away. And go back to cash. Now, people are like, what? I know this sounds controversial. But here's a simple psychological fact. When you have a card, you will expend about 30% more income than if you had cash. Psychologically, when you're dealing with money in your hands and you're counting out the dollars, your mind subconsciously keeps a running tab. And yet, if you have a card and you're handing over the card, the mind does not. For the mind does not count your card. It's just, oh, I used the card now, I used the card now, I used the card now. Whereby with dollars, it starts to have to, there's a lot more textile that goes into it, and a lot more awareness of actually how much money you do have. And it stops things like overpayments. And it stops things like uh, overdrafting your account. Where, the gov- where, the, where if you overdraft your account, the bank pays, whether it tells you or not. It will not tell you. I haven't had a bank tell me, hey, you overdrafted your account. No, 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 no. They do it, and then they keep running it. Why? Because the more you're not aware the more you have to pay them. $35, anybody? For every single fee. It could be, you could be buying a candy bar and that candy bar would be $36 instead of two because the bank failed to notify you, hey, you're overdrafted and it's $33 per overdraft fee. So now you have 10. Guess what? You just spent $333. Actually, wait a minute. It's $330. For 10, you, you, it's called snowballing. And then you're in so much debt, you're bankrupt. Now, why do I say all that? Because I want to tell you, if you get out of the cur- get out of the paper, I mean, get back in the paper, get out of plastic, your spending habits do change quite a bit. You will not spend it on the same thing. And also, learn the difference between a want and a need. This is big. This is probably one of the most hardest things that a person does, but is not really understanding the difference between a want and a need. Alright, so I'm gonna give you an example. Want or a need. Let me let's just start let's start with a simple one. Need. And I, I could put a little thing up here, you know. Uh, kind of over here somewhere, uh, a list for you. 
And I'll probably do that. But I'm going to list them out. I'm going to tell you what your needs are. If you don't have, your first need is air. Yeah, air. What? Yes. Because without air, you're dead in three, uh, three minutes. If I submerge you in water, unless you're an Olympic swimmer or something like that, and you had a nice good old gulp of air, or you're a free diver or whatever, free deep diver, I think is what they call them now. Um, if, you, if you submerge somebody for three minutes, they're dead. They stop breathing. When you stop breathing, your brain starts to shut down inside three minutes unless you've been submerged in ice water. Okay? So, is, so air is the first one. What's the second one? Second one is water. Water. Water, now everybody will tell me I'm wrong. But because I'm not doing it in order. Okay, the rumor was that you had the threes. What the, the three threes. You have air, water, food. You can survive for three minutes without air, survive three days without water, and survive three weeks without food. That's the old additive. That's why I said somebody's going to go on it and comment, say I'm wrong about this or whatever. That's fine. I will have a conversation. I, I, I'm always looking in the comment section because I like having conversations. And I'm not on YouTube, Twitter. I mean, I'm not on Twitter or, or uh, Facebook or MySpace or whatever they call them nowadays. I, I just don't do that anymore. I, I don't really care about the social media in so much that uh, you're going to tell me uh, about this, and these, the platformers are going to decide, well, you said this, you shouldn't be on there. That's what happened to Twitter. I made a joke, and I got kicked off Twitter. And now, Elon Musk is, hard, uh, is uh, uh, the owner now. I, I just don't care. I don't have the, I don't have the, the desire nor capacity to want to mess with that anymore. So, let's go ahead and run down the food. So, you have air water, food. The next one's shelter. Shelter, without a shelter, you'll die. You're exposed to the elements. Now, everybody said, well, uh, you can't survive three hours without shelter. I, I don't know. It depends on where you are. If you're out in, if you're out in the t frozen tundra of, your, of Russia, yeah, three hours will probably kill you. You'll probably die of hypothermia. If you're out in, uh, you know, let's say out in the desert, uh, if it mildly cold and mildly hot, then you're probably going to be okay for a couple of days. It'll suck because, you know, you're going to be worried about the animals and everything like that. But you'll live. It'll be uncomfortable, but you'll live. Um, so you, that's another thing. So shelter is number four. Now number five is your basically transport. Well, you have legs, so you can walk. Uh, you have a bus, you can take that. But here's what happens when a lot of people say, want and need, I need my car. No, you don't. You want your car. What? That's right. You want your car. Because your car costs $200 a month. It is, it's not an asset, ladies and gentlemen. It's a expense or a liability. The liability means that it takes money out of your pocket and the expenses or assets are what put money in your pocket. That's basic investment 101. Investments 101, basically simple, help you understand the difference between your liabilities, your assets, and that has to deal with primarily of wants. I'm focusing on needs right now. Your need is you have transport. 
and the government has provided you with perfect, it's called public transport for a reason. Doesn't cost a whole lot. It allows you to get point A to point B. You can walk. You can bike. Even though you're probably going to have to buy more tires eventually. But that's what you could do. Now, what about uh, entertainment? Entertainment. Uh, i got to have my entertainment. Oh, okay. You want entertainment. But let's go ahead and just go that route. You say, uh, i got to have my cell phone. Okay, how much does that cell phone cost you every month? Good question. How much does that cost you? If you're like me, you're, two, you're paying $236 a month for two phones. Why? Why am I paying a car payment for a phone? I grew up with a landline. It cost me $10 a month. And it had a party line. You pick up one end, you pick up somewhere else. And most people, multiple people could be on the line. And you have a big old what's called party line. That was a lot of fun. But nowadays, everything's so private. But why am I paying $200 a month for something that is a want, not a need? Are you, no, I need my phone. Really? Does your phone pretend to your life physically? Do you, I mean, do, is, is that how important your phone is? Can the phone survive, can provide survival for you? No, it cannot. You can't eat the phone, so there goes food. Can't drink the phone, there goes water. Can't breathe the phone, that goes air. You can't live in the phone, that goes your shelter. Can't, can you walk on your phone? I mean, you can walk on the phone, it probably only breaks as soon as you step, but, you know, that's about it. Probably much of a shoe set or a paperweight. But, that's the reality. When you start looking at your needs, and you, you, your needs are basically things that you need to breathe, to stay alive. Shelter, water, food, air, everything else after that kind of just falls in at a want. Maybe that's why the Bible, it, uh, and, it, and even if you're not, if you're not, you, you, can, you don't have to be a believer or anything, but you can take some of the practical information from it. In the Bible, it tells you about people being happy. They're content with little or content with a lot. Why? Because it doesn't matter as long as their physical meat, their, their food is met, the water is met, the air is met, and the place to put, lay their head at night is met. Or clothes. You need clothes. Other than that, nothing else is really needed. It's all a want. That's why minimalism. There's a, a wonderful documentary called Minimalism. Uh, I suggest people watch it. It'll make you. It'll give you a pause about how you live your life and what you do. Um, but what I want you to understand is that when you start dealing with the, the issues of bills, unless it's something that is tied to your physical existence, people say, "Where my phone is?" Uh, I'm hammering on the phone because the phone is actually one of the what I believe to be one of the big contributors to societal breakdown. I have been to a restaurant recently. I went to a restaurant, and it was a, a restaurant where people, you know, people could sit down, talk, eat meat, and, and have, have uh, you know, a good time. And what I saw took me for a moment. I saw whole families, whole families, Glued to the t glued their faces in the phone. They have already decided their meal. One person just ordered, they walked away. 
Everybody went back. They're saying nothing to each other. Nothing to each other. They're out and they're together, but they're not saying anything. Instead, they're glued to their phone. The phone has become their god. So, yes, I rail against the phone quite well. I myself am guilty of this, and I try to make it a point to leave my phone in the car when I go to a restaurant. I try to make it a point to leave my phone. I, I don't even have it right now, so anybody that calls me, they're just going to have to take a message. But I rail against it because it's one of what I believe is the deciding factor of what's destroying society. Now, you may be watching this on your phone. Well, okay, congratulations. Good on you. Have you do you have streaming? Do you, are you, do you have a TV? Uh, maybe that's another, that's another example of a want. TV. It's nice to have. It's entertaining to have. But you don't need it. it, no, it to give you an example here, this is uh, uh, one of the books that I'm reading currently. Okay? And just to kind of give you a glimpse into my daily life. This is one of the books I read all the time. Okay? This is called Can Christianity Cure Obsessive Compulsive Disorder? A psychiatric explores the role of faith in treatment. Or, no, psychiatric, psychiatrist. And that's one of the things I read. And I have found that reading is something that you buy it once, you don't make payments on it. If I want to operate my TV, I have to pay for electricity. <coughs> if I want to do this, I have to pay for electricity. So that electricity becomes a Something that was a want, but it's a semi-need now in our modern age, is electricity. I've been, if you can go to countries, I went to, uh, let's see, Jamaica when I was a kid. And what struck me is not everybody at the marketplaces, not everybody that you went or even lived in houses had electricity. There was, some of them were still kind of in the, you know, not the Iron Age or, you know, pre-industrial age in some ways. And you know what? It was kind of refreshing, but at the same time kind of frightening. But why do I bring that to you to the forefront? Because I wanted to explain that today in the modern world, we have to live on electricity, which we do have to to an extent. It's kind of become a need, but it's not necessary. We've made it a need because we've turned... We've, become too dependent on it. That's what's happened. That's what we got to fix. So, it's time to sit down and be brutally honest about your finances, about what is your need and want. Define need as something that is absolutely necessary for your physical survival. And the others are all wants. And they have to be honest about this. Otherwise, you can't start addressing your issues. Now, take your wants and find a couple, okay? Uh, television, maybe I'll keep that. Uh, phone, car, okay, well, here's the fact. I can't really afford my car, but so why am I paying for my phone? Why don't I get rid of the phone, get a pay phone, $5. $5 prepaid phone, okay, for emergencies only, and then use the rest of that to pay off my car. Because the cars are not, but then again, I don't really need my car. I got public transport. Well, then let's sell the car. Sell the car, 
Get a prepaid phone. Well, now you freed up over four hundred dollars a month, depending on what kind of car you bought, what you know, what kind of deal they gave you. You know, bankers tend to screw people out of money all the time for called interest rates. Um, and learn to live on less, so that you can have more later. Take ten percent and put it in the savings. Now people are all. And once again, I said yesterday, the U.S. dollar is not trustworthy. They want us to save money. Simultaneously, they print it up like water. So here's the thing. Take that money, and you're going to put that in a side, in a quote, quote, savings. Now, granted, the U.S. dollar may be worthless one day. That day is not today yet. Okay, so right now we're going to act on the premise that the U.S. dollar is still functional as a currency. It's still functional. People will still take it, even if the trust in the dollar is sinking and it's going out the door. But it's a mighty big ship with a long bow and it's going to take a while to get it through. Now, because of that, save some money. Put aside about $1,000 and call it a, what, you, what your grandmother knew. Your grandmother called it a rainy day fund. When the shit hits the fan, you're going to need a lot more than that. But set aside $1,000. That's the first step. Set aside $1,000. After you've done that, decide if this is really what you're ready to do. Are you ready to change your life? Are you ready to stop being poor? Because the poor is a mindset. You know, broke. I want to explain something. Broke and poor are two different things. People need to understand that. When you're broke, broke is temporary. It's just a moment. It lasts for a few months, maybe a year tops, but then you're not broke anymore. Then you're just surviving. And then over time, you're going to be thriving. But you've learned your lesson. You now know what not to do to stay out of being broke. But to be poor means that you have made a... A, a calculating error somewhere and now you are forever trapped in a state of poorness until you decide and I can go I'll give you I can give you a little chart in fact I may put one up here you guys tell me in the comment section if you really want me to educate you uh, or take you to school if you will oh man I hate school I hate and here don't get upset with me yet let me explain about that statement when I said I hate school I hate that the system is telling my kids certain things that are not true because they're pushing an ideology. That's why I hate school. If you told me the truth, if you wanted me to think for myself, teach me not what to think, okay, and not how to think <coughs> or when to think, but let me think. Teach me the basics, and then I will determine what is the best course of action. Don't teach me an, an ideology or a propaganda or an indoctrinate. Don't indoctrinate me with false ideologies that go against, for example, science. If my biology book is telling me one thing and you're telling me another, I'm going to have to call you a liar. Well, we know better. No, you don't know better. That's why I hate school. I hate school today. When I was a kid, 
school was quite different. Now, but I could, I, if you guys want me to cut, to, to school you, I could get a, a whiteboard and I could, I'll bring it up to you so you can see firsthand and I will bring it to you, you know, uh, and you can understand a far better idea of what's going on. Now, having said all that, um, there's another education, form of education that's here, okay? You're doing that right now by watching these things. You, you're changing your mind. Your mind is slowly changing over time. It's called neuroplasticity. And I'm going to get into that tomorrow about how your mind changes and how it alters and what it does and how it functions and in hopes that we can start solving problems because that's what this whole company is built for, to solve problems. We're taking the doomsayer the gloom, the catastrophe, and we're going to take the garbage and bring it down to a manageable level and start solving the problem. Now, we're not going to solve the world's problems until we figure out one certain thing. The one thing that really matters, and I can tell you what that is tomorrow, because I realize my time is way over what I would normally, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to keep these shows under an hour, okay? Um, and even shorter than that for YouTube, because... Susan DeWiki is not a friend of free speech. She does not. A, she does not. She wants to control speech. She is into censorship. She loves telling you what you can say, when you can say it, how you can say it. Don't say this. So, that's where we are in terms of what we're going through. But I'm into solving problems. I'm not into making them. I want to solve them, and it may be required that I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna tick people off. And that's fine with me. Uh, in the meantime, uh, until tomorrow happens, uh, think about what your needs are versus your wants. And start getting that in order. Start deciding whether you want to take the, the vaccination shots and keep up with them in the, into perpetuity. Or decide that you don't, you know what, that's not for me. I'm going to go take care of myself. I'm going to lose some weight. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to do other things that I should be doing. And that's one of the things I'm going to be doing. I'm actually in the process of losing weight. It's hard. It's not fun. But it's doable. Um, but with that all being said, I hope that we can start solving problems instead of making problems. I'm tired of seeing people tell me the problem and not solving them. Anyway. I hope you guys enjoyed. Leave a like and comment, please. And uh, if, if you guys want to support the channel, sign up with uh, Loki on uh, Patreon or Locals. And uh, uh, feel free to enjoy the information that I've put out there, too. In the meantime, good evening, good night, God bless.